Finnegan's HH in at home after party presented by me, Bart, hey, some of our presented friends. Presented by us. Presented by ScareZone, <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights podcast and ScareZone Fun Size, which is probably how you're seeing this right now. It's 1130 at night. It's Saturday night. You ready? You to- know where your kids are. <laughs> Not at Halloween I don't Horror think they Nights. I say that anymore. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I don't. I never heard. I, I remember that from the. It used to be. Yeah, it used to be with like well, old Huckleberry t- Hound or something. Talking right? about creepy. Yeah, not Huckleberry Hound. No, it was like a nighttime. TV. Ruff McGruff. Like it's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to say break, get your kids in the house, but it sure sounds weird. Yeah, but today it's the after party. As you can see, we're chilling. We're having a good time. <clears throat> Hopefully, I should have put a Finnegan's backdrop up like we were actually there. That would have been smart, but I didn't think to do it. Well, I was going to say next year, but I hope to God there ain't a next year to have to do this. This at-home business? Hopefully, yeah, next year hopefully yeah. we'll be at Finnegan's and there Fair, won't be a problem. We did want to uh, say this. We're recording this uh, the day before it releases. Sorry, spoiler. But just in case there's been some crazy wild announcements, we don't want you to think we're like actively ignoring them. Oh, you mean like say they opened a couple houses? Maybe they opened a couple houses. Maybe they put some <laughs> signage up. Isn't that exciting, Logan? They're opening. Fill it in later. Yeah, we'll put it in. It'll be good. Uh, but we have, we're going to be joined by some great guests today on the after party. They're going to stop in via Skype. We're going to have a blast with them. You got first up, you got our buddy, one of the founders of this show, Scotty Two Hottie, Scott Garland. He's going to stop by talk all about the Tribute Store. We're going to have some fun about that. Also, just talk a little bit in general about haunts going on in the Orlando area. So we're having some fun there. Then, immediately following that, we're going to roll right in. To our buddy. We're going to go across the pond, as they across say. Across the digital pond mm-hmm. to London, England, or outside of London, England. <laughs> Is he in London? He's in the London area. I think he would say, I'm from London. Yeah, yeah. Just like I would say, I'm from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> or 45 minutes 30 away. 30 to 45 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. And then... So that's, oh, yeah, who yeah, that Chris, is? That's, yeah, Christopher that's Ripley. That's our buddy. He has a name. Christopher Ripley, host of... One of the hosts originally of ScareZone, uh, now also the host of the Halloween Half Hour HHN unofficial. You know him. You love him. Mr. Halloween Horror Nights, as people call him. Extraordinaire. Uh, And just a darn good fella. So we're going to talk to him. And then after that. I believe they say bloke. Main event. Main event status. That's right. Our friend. You've heard him on the show before. One of the original Halloween. The HHN OGs. I think is what Hmm. we should call him. Can we say that? (laughs) You did. (laughs) I did. No editing. It's live. Uh, (laughs) It's 11.30. It's fine. Uh, uh, Jason Sorrell, he was a Disney Imagineer. He worked with Universal in the early days of Horror Nights and came back, was doing the uh, the Jimmy Fallon attraction, done a lot. Uh, he did that famous Haunted Mansion book that you can still purchase. Uh, and we're going to have a darn good time with him. If you're looking for the meat of Horror Nights stuff and, and history, and we talk Bill and Ted a lot. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music, which both of us have seen. Uh, and he had obviously seen. And we dive into that. You're going to love that when Jason Sorrell stops by at the end. Uh, should we kick it off, though? Should we? Is there anything you want to talk about, Bart, before we roll in? No, I think we uh, dive into it. I think we dive. I think yeah, we just dive right into it. What do you got there? What you drinking? Mel's dive in. Uh, I am drinking. This is a. This is just Coke Zero. Was that? Did you go to that year? This was my first year. Bone so Daddy? I'm, he's talking about. Bone Daddy. Uh, the, uh, this is the Halloween Horror Nights Tervis. 20, from 2017. Yeah, I don't think. 26. Uh, 20, it would be 27, right? It was 2017. 27? Uh, yeah. Or we 28? That was my first year. And no, how many years have you gone? Three. This Seven. would have been my fourth. So when 28? 27, 28, 29. This would have been 30. Oh, okay, you're right. 27. Year. Yeah, because they had, you know, you count that year as an extra year. 
This was the last, I believe this is the last year they did a proper turvis. A proper turvis. A proper turvis. It's a proper turvis. Christopher yes, Ripley would say. I don't think they say bloke. You mean a, that's Australia too. You mean a, yeah. I yeah, they I know. They say that at Outback Steakhouse. A big bloke. You get a big bloke of Foster's. Because <laughs> that's. for beer. You mean that's the first last time they made an officially a licensed. 24 hour. No, no. But this is the last year they did <sighs> the plastic 24 ounce turvis in this style. Now they do the, the stainless. Yeah, that's more popular now. I guess. I don't like them. It doesn't sweat. I guess. Right? I don't know if that's true. It just keeps it cold longer. I guess. It's heavy. I'm guessing. My wife got the Stranger Things one last year, and it's pretty. It's a nice cup, but uh, I don't know. I've just. Did your I'm, wife go to Halloween Horror Nights? She I have no recollection not, of that. But she did come with me to Orlando. Remember? We Where did she get the stainless steel? You buy uh, it for We her? stayed at Cabana Bay. They had a whole oh, that's gift right. shop full of. She yeah, liked, I don't remember this. She liked, she liked Stranger Things, so she says, I want this cup. So I'm like, all right, anything I can do to encourage. You would maybe know this more than I do. Stranger Things, when is the when is the fourth season? It's They've shown uh, stuff, right? I, I, it's 2021. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know exactly. People love this part. But look, it's the after party. That's why we're just chilling. <laughs> I know that David Harbour just got married to Lily Allen. So I don't know any of those words. Yeah, she, <laughs> that was the, something like David Harbour. Is David Harbour is a hopper. Okay, I know him. The sheriff. Who's the other one? And <laughs> the other one is, uh, she's a, an English singer, Lily Allen. Lily Allen. Yeah, you would know a couple of her songs. Um, oh, I sort of recognize this yeah, person. They just got married in Las Vegas. I'm trying to find- Right now? I feel like this is the worst like, time to get married in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, no offense to them, but like- And then they went, got in and out with their kid, with her kids. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, Las Vegas is, I don't even think, fully open. There's I not shows and golf and- I don't know. I, I don't know what's who's doing what anymore. It was just the worst time to do everything, but, you know. Oh, yeah, they got married I, with an Elvis. I'm looking at the pictures. I bought a house and a car <laughs> that I couldn't oh, afford. this is kind of cute. <laughs> Any okay, other good, time, so. Good for them. Yeah, it actually, actually looks, they look like uh, fun folks. They look happy. You know, I like that dude. Everybody, he played Hellboy, and he got a lot of grief over it. I didn't see that Hellboy. And the movie tanked, and actually, you know what? It's really good, and I'm a big Hellboy fan. I love the first two with Ron Perlman. Uh, and I was kind of against recasting and going a different direction, but it's a good movie. And he's in Black Widow, which I really right. Because I almost bought his action figure Indeed. the other day. Yeah, he's got the he's like sort of the heavier set Captain America of right. Russia. He's, he's the Russian version of Captain America, who has uh, been I don't know I don't know his backstory, but he's, we don't know like, anything. He's been in prison. It looks like they break him out of prison. It's him, Zach Braff's <sighs> girlfriend. It appears. And- so it appears season four was supposed to be out. Oh my gosh, this says. We predict the earliest we'll be seeing season four is July or August of 2021. All right, that makes sense. Next summer. Aye, aye, aye. Next summer. Aye, aye, aye. I thought it was done. I don't know why we have to wait so long. It's two years. It's unacceptable. It's not two years? 2021? is next year. I mean, two years from the last season, I should say. Oh, is it? No. It came out last last summer. Oh, so it'll have been two years. It'll have been two years. Long gap. These kids are going to have mortgages by then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Season five, they're yeah, thirty. Pretty, they're gonna have to start something else. But whatever. Now we've gone off a weird thing. Well, that's why people means- like this show. This is the after party. This is the after. This is the conversations you have after you've already had twelve hours of horror nights and you can barely move. But let me introduce this as evidence, Your Honor. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. The one thing <laughs> you just play one on TV. The one, the, the one benefit, if there is any, which there's not, but let's say there is, of there not being horror nights this year. If for some reason there's a house they have to lose due to like IP license or whatever, mm-hmm. now they've got time to do a Stranger Things season four house. 
Yeah, and unlike Walking Dead, I think people out. really liked those Stranger I think Things so. houses. I think so. I, I did. I, did. I, I yeah. liked them. I fully enjoyed them. The, I thought the Mind Flayer at the end of last year's was pretty amazing. Yeah, the fact you remember that what that thing was called is impressive. <laughs> You're talking about the big... The big monster. Big, uh, yeah. big, big yeah. Uh, you know, spider-looking thing. I know a lot of people were disappointed that they, they were like, oh, that that was that scene, they really copped out. They People thought they were going to actually build a mall. And, you know, like it is, they have limited. Well, we're space. going to Nashville Nightmare. Maybe right now you hear that it's kind of in an abandoned mall. <laughs> That's true. I mean, when you're hearing this, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be in the Starcourt Mall in its current, uh, it's current form. Say, yeah. <laughs> 20, yeah. In 30 Mad- years out later. In Madison, Tennessee. I almost said 20 years later for the 80s. Uh, try like 40. Almost, almost 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway. 35. I'm turning 35 this year. I was born in 85, so that's why. Turn in 35. Mm-hmm. Um, old man now. I'm an old man, Bart. Should we kick it to another old man? Let's. Ki- <laughs> if you want to call Scott that, uh, no, like he can whoop some but Oh, that's right. Go. I thought we were going to Chris. Chris and I the same age. So I was thinking we were going to Chris. Yeah. Scott, I did not call you an old man. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't need to be wormed. Scott and I don't are probably need- about the same age, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Clearly we're the same physique. But, you know, you know what are you going to do? You know, that's what happens. You turn in your mid-40s, <laughs> this stuff falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's kick it over to our friend, Scott Garland. We are joined by our good friend. Scott Garland, Sky Too High. Scott, welcome back to Scare Zone. How are you? You're there in Orlando. You got the new piece of art behind you. It's looking beautiful. Oh, yeah. You got that print, which was a pretty good price, I think, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. What did I tell you? Thirty dollars? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. It looks really like well done. Like you, but you've been to the. Let's start off here. You've been to the tribute store. We have not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've been very sort of mixed on merchandise. I. Ended up picking, I, I didn't pick up anything initially because I, honestly, I just felt kind of like it was a kick in the face. And I was like, oh, this is just makes me feel worse. But then I ended up picking up the vinyl when that went on sale. I called in. I, we've, I'm sure we've told that story. And then I picked up those those character glasses, like the, the icon glasses. But other than that, I haven't got anything. But what is it like? I mean, the, the pictures and images look pretty darn cool. Oh, it's bittersweet, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, it's... Uh... A kind of a kick, right? It's, yeah. Uh, you and well, as soon as you walk in there, you smell horror nights, you know. So it's uh, it, it's uh, it's it's cool. It's like it always is. Like yeah. you know, nothing is going on outside of that store. It's it's HHN time, you know, and uh, it's normal. But as soon as you leave that store, it's not HHN. No, you no. know. So it's weird. everything else, dude. Is is normal. The rooms are awesomely themed, and uh, it's got the smell. It's got the lighting. It's got everything, you know. So it's uh, it's uh, it is. It's a, it's it's bittersweet, you know. But it is awesome, you know. And it's it's uh, you know. I think something, they're doing what they can. Right? Yeah, I guess it's something. I mean, lots of rumors. Obviously, people keep asking me, like, "Are you going to address the rumors and stuff?" I'm like, no, not really, because. At this point, we've been through so many waves of being told yeah. stuff yeah. is happening, stuff is not happening. I mean, legit, we were on there like a week before, Bart. We were talking and like we were told from decently high level people like, it's happening. Don't yep. worry. Spread positivity. And then it was canceled. So at this point, I'm saying nothing. Uh, I'm saying I mean, nothing until Universal says anything. It's been a nonstop roller coaster of emotions since, like I just said, the last time you talked to Scott, last time Scott was on here, you guys were like, he was kind of yeah, I think they're going to do something. I mean, it may be scaled back, but I'm pretty confident, you know, they're going to, they're building back. And we're all like, yeah, that, I, I remember texting Logan. And they going, were. They were well, building. I texted Logan, I'm like, well, if Scott thinks it's going to happen, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> that was May. <laughs> I did hear they were going from a reliable source that they are going to open the houses in September uh, of 21. Oh, so they'll hold off on oh. on this year. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Thanks. Those are good sources. Your sources indicate 
2021, 22, looking likely. Looking oh, likely. Happen. But I, did, I read that on the internet. So. Yeah. A lot of, un, uh, you know, anonymous sourcing going on. I think that's a safe, yeah. it's a safe guess. I, a year from now, they'll open. We, we think. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not guessing. I'm, I will say nothing. News too. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of messages as soon as there's any sort of rumors that break out. And my response is always like, I, at this point, I'm hearing the same rumors you are, yeah. and I'm not interested in, in really entertaining them. I mean, the store is cool. Like, I'm going down to Orlando mid-October. I'm hoping at least there's some Halloween. I mean, we know Disney's putting up some of their Halloween stuff. Kind of hope that's what happens at Universal. There's at least something to indicate other than the store. Which I would say, if you're a random guest... I've thought about this the whole time. If you're a random guest, just like, oh, let's go to Universal for the day. And then yeah. there's this random tribute store with no explanation. It's got to be kind of odd. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's, it's a- funny to say that because we were standing in line for it and somebody actually asked us what it was. And you could tell they had no idea yeah. what really? was going on. Wow. And this was when it first opened. Yeah, because so. it doesn't say like yeah, right. Halloween. Like you could have put something. It just says tribute store. See, and I guess yeah. we're too close to it because I just assume it's such a big phenomenon that people will hear, even if they don't know. Go, yeah, for it, no, no, but well, it's yeah. only been a, they've only done that in that way for a few years. Oh, the tribute store. Yeah, so I mean, See, that's it's not been there every year I've gone, so it's just a part of the experience, you know. So. I don't know. The last like big rumor I heard was, oh, they're going to open the Beetlejuice house during the day. Then like a week later, they ripped out half the props and put them in the tribute store. <laughs> yeah, so I a, guess that's not happening. Well, who knows? Uh, that's what you Where they are opening a Beatles tribute store, though. It's a Beatles. Yes, it's in the a UK Beatles. area of of Epcot. Of, oh, <laughs> right. I was like, what? <laughs> you want to know what happened to them, that Beatles band that used to play there? They're now they're they now perform. <laughs> they're not for sale <laughs> at the Beetlejuice. Tribute store. It's a beetle with an A. We're joking about like all these rumors and the craziness of it, but it's it's kind of reality of where we're in, you know, like kind of grasping at anything at this point, right? Yeah, and you know, I was watching some videos last night with my son, and all those things that were supposed to happen this year, and all the changes. I mean, some are happening at Disney and at Universal, but the timelines are so out of whack. I mean, they're showing you know the Star Wars hotel, and they're showing the Epcot changes in. The fact that, and they said like Christmas, like there's no Christmas lights on the castle. They made a big deal about that yesterday at Disney. Mm. And it's like, they're still doing the uh, projections and all that, but that stuff takes time and money. So I get it. I mean, it, this is not the time for time and money. This is time to right. hopefully give people a drink. Now there was some positivity. Now, when I went to Universal, Scott, back uh, right when they reopened, kind of before the second wave and all that hit, became a big deal well before Disney opened. Uh, the crowds were pretty minimal. There was nobody there. We were walking on things. We were doing Spider-Man four times in a row. Now, they hit capacity this past weekend for the first time, Universal Disney. Have you noticed, as you've been going back and forth, a change at all? Yeah, so it's funny you say that. Uh, Ava, my girlfriend, went last week, and uh, she went on Tuesday or Wednesday, and she literally walked on uh, Hagrid's twice. Like, it said 15 minutes, but she said she literally walked Crazy. on. Yeah. Uh, and then over the weekend, you know, I heard Shrek was, uh, what, 180 minutes, yeah. and they were capacity for three days in a row, right? So it is. It's such a crazy time. Yeah, and we're seeing that, you know, with the house that we booked, the Airbnb, we're seeing that finally kind of return. We're finally seeing people book again and, and book fast. We are starting to fill up the year really quick. Uh, I don't know if this because Disney's now started to market. Like, the, the Christmas thing, I guess, has hit, like, TV. Like, they're starting to run TV. Like, don't worry, we're doing Christmas. So hopefully that helps and Universal can kind of come around and do some something similar to kind of not only compete because clearly they want to compete, but just to kind of counteract everything that's happening. 
because I think those initial, those universal ads I watched, they have nobody on the rides that's like, come return. Yeah. Every time I was just like, it's just an empty roller coaster. It kind of freaks me out. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. But other than the tribute store, I mean, is, like you said, is there any, I mean, there's the couple carts or something, right? Other than that, though, there's nothing really that even would remotely feel like something is happening. No, there, yeah, there's a kiosk at City Walk, and there's uh, at the Universal store. When you first walk in there on the left, they have some stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it off the top of my head. But, I mean, dude, honestly, it's 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 more than I expected, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got to get rid of some merchandise. Well, the one thing I noticed, I mean, I get you talking about rumors. Like, I saw a video of the, the kiosk out front in City Walk with all the HHN merch. And I noticed they've got a ton of Funko Pops of the Creep from Creep Show. And I was watching it. I was like, we're going to get a Creep Show, too? Either a house or, I yeah. mean, because last year they did the house in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, I don't right. think they just stocked those for and They fun. didn't just randomly just, we're only going to sell Creep Show Pops right here. But it has nothing to do with anything. So, Yeah, who knows? I guess we'll find out next year. <laughs> they, yeah. Let me ask you guys, have they always, maybe I just don't remember because I'm focused on looking at the merch and the props. Have they always sold food in the tribute store? Because now they're selling like a hot dog that looks like a sandworm. Not that I can think of. Yeah, no, they've, they've got like a foot in long, the store. I believe. Yeah, I know they've got like beating heart candies. No, not that I remember. Gross. I don't remember that ever. And they've got a hot dog that's like it says it's a pretzel wrapped hot dog, but it looks like a oh, sandworm. You know I think there was like a case. Yeah, of it's just treats. like a case towards the back. Yeah, I think there mm. was maybe last year a case of like Rice Krispie treats and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that may have been that. Yeah. May, uh, that rings a bell. No. Usually we're in there so late. I don't really remember. That's the other thing too. It's usually yeah. yeah, it's one o'clock in the morning when we're yeah. in there and they're trying to throw us out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but, let me ask you guys: is there anything cool going on uh, where you're at as far as haunts? Yeah, we have quite a bit. We, we have actually quite a bit of stuff happening here. I just saw another one advertised today over in Tampa. Uh, something on the water. Yeah, uh, I, you guys are getting a lot of like drive-through ones and drive-in ones and all that. We have, uh, and that looks cool. I honestly, when we go down. Uh, in October, we've talked about, I guess the one that's the drive-thru haunt actually has a kid's version or kid's something there. <laughs> yeah, so we've talked about doing that for the kids. I mean, like, that could be something fun because we're not going to spend a whole time in the parks. Probably going to try to hit up a couple here and there, but then we want to try to find some haunted house stuff. Or not haunted house, just kids Halloween stuff, really. Uh, here we have Nashville Nightmare, which is kind of like a small Halloween Horror Nights. They they model it all after Halloween Horror Nights. Now imagine it in a much a much smaller scale, uh, but the houses themselves from previous years are very impressive mm-hmm. and they're very long where a Horror Nights house is four minutes, six minutes. Uh, these houses are 15, 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're longer experienced in their production levels. Usually great. Now it just opened last Saturday uh, and they are open and they have four houses. Plus last year they had a touch house that you had to sign up for. This year, they're not doing that one. I wonder why. But there is like an extreme house. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, you still have to sign a waiver. Yeah. It's clown theme, just like the last one. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to shoot at you. But the, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's good. good, good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Airsoft. I, I thought like a water gun. Yeah, okay. uh, you can't yeah, I don't do that. know. <laughs> that one I'm last not, year I'm was not. nuts. I'm not ever. I don't care if it's COVID or not. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, you got a weird version of that one. I went twice. The first <laughs> yeah, version oh, really? was like really fun. And they like. It was clowns that were like honking horns in your face, and they were touching you. It was weird. You got like dudes. They like had like three dudes like pushing me into a corner. Like <laughs> yeah. they're honking something. I was like, I gotta get out of this thing. And then yeah. you have to push your way through these two giant 
airbags. I'm like, I love that. This is I terrible. That, that. Me, why did you do this to me? But we're going to go. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to go soon. I have tickets. They, they, their ticket prices were pretty low this year. They start like at, I think I bought mine for 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I bought the tickets. We're going to go to that. It opened up, like I said, this past weekend. I kind of wanted to give it a week, give it two weeks, see how it goes, and then uh, plan our. We usually like to go sort of mid October, but I'm going to try to go early. And and see what it's like. That's the only one that I've seen advertised at all, though. Like, I was just trying there... to look up uh, uh, what I know. There's one opening this week, and I wanted to make sure I had the name right before I said it. In Jacksonville is because uh, I know there's two up there with kind of similar similar names. The uh, the 13th floor, yeah, the 13th floor opens this weekend actually. And I think the 13th floor that company runs Nashville Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it's the it same. Does. It's yeah. the same company. Uh, so they're. If it's anything to the quality, you you guys will really like it. Uh, the National Nightmare is great. It's cool. It was cool. And then the uh, the one I saw you about in Tampa is uh, Undead in the Water, which is on a ship. And I've never done that one before. On a ship? Cool. Oh, wow. What do you mean on a ship? Like, like. Yeah, it looks like it's literally on a ship. Undead, I was undead earlier. Water. LA's got a famous haunted house that's on the Queen Mary. The Queen Mary, yeah. Like I've actually done You've that. Done that. that was really cool. You know what was the coolest part of that? I can't remember if we talked about this before, but uh, Keegan and I went out there a couple years ago when we did Horror Nights, and we actually stayed on the ship. That is cool. And uh, Like that slept? Was, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's, a, it's just a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's a hotel. Oh, you I didn't know that. Oh, during wow. the non-haunted year days, it's open mm-hmm. as well, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. open year-round, but... Yeah. Uh, so I think they had six houses. Uh, three were in the parking lot, and three were actually uh, you walk throughout the throughout the ship in the boiler rooms and stuff like that. So that was really cool. I, I believe they canceled that this year. That's the same company that did, that did the one uh, here, right? The dark, dark. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's right. This one, this I'm, dark, I'm looking dark. at this. Uh, whatever it is in the water, <laughs> we just said it. Uh, undead in the water. It's on like a like a battleship. Or like yeah. a, you know, it's it's not it's not oh, like really? on a big ship. That would be terrifying. Those things are already closed in so much to begin with. Yeah, that would be pretty cool though. I'm I'm kind of oh, all about that. I think that would be fun. And then I know Sir Henry's is uh, is happening still this year. So and we went to that last year, and that was really cool. Those are those are outside trails through the woods and stuff. So those are yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we have a bunch of those here. I've honestly kind of there's stayed a, away from them because they kind like, of freak me there's out. There's two down by me. I'm looking. There's one right. I'm looking at called Cryptid Trails. This is down like here. This is in Columbia. Tennessee? Okay, in Columbia, just a little bit south of here. We have one that's called that uh, is a haunted canoe ride, canoe <laughs> on the Caney. Really? And I've heard it's actually pretty like it, that is kind of cool actually. Yeah, I they, don't know. It's our canoe on the Caney. Canoe the Caney is like a thing that exists all year round mm-hmm. but they do a haunted try to find it they do a haunted version over the halloween season obviously and yeah the haunted canoe trip yeah starts uh fridays and thursday fridays and saturdays september 27th through the through november so mm. it looks pretty freaky you want to go canoe yeah why not i don't know if we have the strength yeah i mean how long is <laughs> how long are we talking here like an hour and a half yeah it's not so bad <laughs> uh, i don't it's know gonna drift along cold too <laughs> it's kind of i don't know Look, where I came from, where I came, just moved here from, we had a blizzard on Halloween. So I think I can handle whatever Tennessee's got to throw at you yeah. in October. Yeah. I can remember snowing in uh, Maine on Halloween, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we, um, we never had that in Atlanta. That was never the case <laughs> as a kid. Or Orlando. Yeah. Uh, no. So, But yeah, we'll do, well, I think we'll do at least Nashville Nightmare, hopefully in the next week or two. And then we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll see where you would. You and, and Keegan go to these other places. 
curious to hear your views of them and to see if any are worth because I'll be coming to Orlando. It's whether it's worth the travel to Jacksonville from Orlando or whether it's worth the travel to these other cities. And I'm not sure. I mean, this is if you think about it, like this is the year for these these uh, oh, smaller yeah. ones to really attract a crowd and get established with Horror Nights being shut down and then Hallow Scream uh, doing a, you know, what do you want to call it, limited version? Scare zone or, only version. Yeah. Yeah, so and that that too, dude. I think it was like what twenty nine dollars for tickets for yeah. a Hello Screen this year. So, you know, yeah, uh, we'll definitely go check that out at least once. You yeah, know, that's always a good event. Yeah, I've never been, uh, but if Bush Garden, I mean, is the regular Bush Garden stuff open during all that? Like, can you? So yes. for thirty yeah. bucks, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's not yeah. that's yeah. kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, Bart. What? I was just I just wondering, and Scott. I mean, I know you don't know any more than we do, but. Do you personally think there's any possibility? Oh, you're going to acknowledge rumors here of go. this. Uh, well, because <laughs> I'm just saying, if this one rumor comes true, I think there may be a road trip in the near future. Do uh, you think they may open some of the houses during the day, or do you think that's just wishful thinking on on guests' part, fans' part? I don't know. I, I almost want to say yes. You know, any way they they can attract. Uh, People. attract more people to the park yeah. right now yeah. especially you know i don't know how those contracts work with different uh ips that's and, what i keep that. wondering is there are there any of these ips like they're really like they're giving us all the beetlejuice which makes me wonder if they it was this year or nothing you know yeah. but i don't know right and then i've heard rumors of uh of tooth fairy and uh you know that wasn't even a rumored house for this year no. that was something that was i feel like that's a rumored house every year every year <laughs> yeah. i see that map it says tooth fairy <laughs> Does this house even exist, or is somebody just making this up? Yeah, yeah it does seem to be that and uh, haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. every every year. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's one of those two. Yep. You know, and then I heard another crazy rumor of uh, um, the Rock Show on I Drive doing something. Uh, so you know, who knows? There's just all these rumors out, out there now that I'm are sure a lot of them are going to try to bring in business. The Rock Show is what? It's like a variety kind of. What do you? Why do you put that? It's a trip. I guess you call it a tribute, tribute show. show. Yeah, oh. but it's like indoor in like a theater or something, or in a bar. Or? Yeah, it's a dinner show with oh. tribute bands. They had Prince and a bunch of different uh, Michael Jackson and and I actually saw it uh, when Hearts of Reality was here a couple of years ago. That was they always take us and do a big event uh, on the Friday, uh, the Friday of the of the of the Hearts of Reality weekend, um, and it was a kind of a preview show right before they opened. Huh. You know, we should talk about this because you talk about hearts of reality and a lot of times you connect that with give kids the world and all the stuff you guys do. They kid, give kids the world did make an announcement for a holiday offering. They're going to have that yeah, actually sounds cool. really cool. And if we go down for the Christmas season, it was not for Halloween. It's for Christmas. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going to try to go. And if you haven't been able to go, you know, it's not just open to the public give kids the world. So honestly it's worth it to just see it. Uh, but they're going to light it all up, the village. And uh, let me pull up the information here. But I know you've done a lot of work with them in the past. And they're definitely um, they're hurting right now. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, they can't even bring kids in right now. Right. You know? So, like you said, the village is closed indefinitely until this something happens with this, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to find this specific. We just broke, like, in the last – the Nest announced it in the last couple of days. Here it is. Yeah, Give Kids the World Night of a Million Lights, which will be running – November 13th through January 3rd. And uh, you can buy tickets. Tickets are available just straight up through their, um, through their website. And honestly, the visuals look, look very cool. It looks like they, you know, the village is, is wonderful. And it's a, an incredible uh, thing they do there. And it's sad that it shut down, but 
this is a great way not only to support them, which I know a lot of people would like to, but give your family uh, something fun to do at night. It says, for 53 nights from November 13th through January 3rd, the village will come alive with a night of million lights, a walk-through holiday light spectacular. They'll warm the hearts of Central Florida residents. More than 1 million lights will adorn the 84 acres of Whimsical Village. And very cool. And they're looking for sponsors. They're looking for all kinds of things. So uh, I'm glad they're they're doing something because uh, yeah. it's needed. And because your heart's a reality. I mean, even those kind of, it's just, everything is, is just put a hold. It's like you posted the picture that was like a year ago with this past you know, yeah. week ago, week or so ago. Just, yeah, because it's usually the second week of August. And, yeah. Uh, it's been bumped to December as of right now. So, and it's it's also this year they're they're moving it to uh, Margaritaville. Oh, cool! Which mm-hmm. will be cool. You know, right around so. the yeah, it's right around the corner from uh from where I where I got my place. You can go check out the Margaritaville. Uh, Scott and I saw a very weird Star Wars experience. So it's it's where you, where you go. What what Star Wars? We went to see studio. We went to see uh, Star Wars at the Studio Movie Grill. Oh. Not the best place to see Star Wars. No. It was like the sound was weird. It's, worth, it's not a good place to see any movie if you <laughs> yeah. really want to. I mean, see I it. like it. I liked it. I, yeah, and you can rent it out for like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was all. Yeah, comes with a tribute store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get an opportunity to buy more merch. Yeah. Well, Scott, thanks for popping on. I know you got something coming up here in just a little bit, so we don't want to keep you too long. But um, thanks again. Thanks for keep helping uh, join us for this after party for this uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Home experience. I hope you guys have all enjoyed the full day of festivities. But, Scott, thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, guys. Good to see you both. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Scott. That was a lot of fun talking to you, my my friend. My brother. My brother. I'm glad cool. we have different shirts on now, Bart. I feel fresher. Sometimes you got to, after an interview, you got to change. Yeah, you got to. I got. Uh, and then change back. You see. You know, you'll see. This is what happens when you go to Horror Nights. You end up with, I have that tape, you know, like I'm a, I'm a professional wrestler. What's that got to do with horror nights? You know, you get tired. Oh, you get like, <laughs> yeah, you needed some physical, physical therapy. therapy after yeah, that yeah. Last so I'm interview. trying. I'm trying to make it feel real. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it's because Scott body slammed you in between segments. Mm-hmm. What you looking at your phone? I'm trying right? to see. This is I'm like hoping, a real after party. It's like, no, buddy. You know, I'm here in front of you. I'm hoping. I'm. You know that maybe something will drop. I know when nothing's going to drop it uh, in the middle of. You know, drop. Drop. I just kept thinking, what if there was something cool that was announced? Like uh, that would be nice. But no, it's not. They're not doing it. Nothing. They're just toying with people again. All right. Well, now let's kick it across the pond. Let's go. To our friend from somewhere in the London, I almost said Ontario, the London, (laughs) England area. London, Ontario. Our buddy, Mr. Halloween Horror Nights, the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Ripley. I am so thrilled to be joined by my good friend, one of the founders of this show, Chris Ripley. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Am I on camera or not? I don't nope. know. Now you're not on camera. You were Little perfect. Tila, there, there you go. go. All right. <laughs> Little to your yeah. left. How are you? I'm good, man. How are things uh, How are things for you? I know this has got to be really weird because this should be uh, about the time you're making a trip. But instead, uh, you're stuck. They're, they're COVID testing your whole country. I'm seeing all the news breaking. It's uh, It's nuts. Literally today, I should have been flying to Orlando. Uh, probably same here. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> yeah, your your travel will be a little bit longer, but uh, yeah, that's that's a, such a bummer. And I, I like I I look at this year, I'm sure very differently from from your perspective because for us, I mean, I'm going to Orlando in in three weeks. I mean, I'm going or you know, in middle October. Like, I'm still going. There's still something going on, but for you guys, you have no yeah. choice. It's also part of your yeah. business. You got the books every year. Yeah. This has got to be a weird time. 
It is a very weird time, and because of the scare zone curse, by the time this goes out, they probably would announce that they're releasing or they're opening up two houses, maybe four. Yeah, <laughs> two, maybe four. I mean, that is like I, I didn't want. I've not addressed these rumors, but I end up addressing them every time we've done. It. <laughs> I haven't addressed those rumors uh, because honestly, we've been through a lot this year, Chris. It seems like every time that we try to do a show, we're uh, both you and I. We get information from different sources, people. We're very reliable people who uh, give us good good content, but this year, unlike any year, uh, is a lot different. Not just not necessarily in the oh, what house is it going to be? It's in this you know state of flux. I mean, the day that the cancellation, we were talking like the night before, thinking, all right, things are things are going to be moving forward. Yeah. It seems like, and then all of a sudden, boom, canceled. Uh, you know, intentions, I think, are in the right place. You know, is there intentions to maybe open something up? Sure, but who knows? Who knows really? I mean if it could even happen well i remember when we were talking it was the friday and yeah. the event was canceled that friday but it was on the monday and the tuesday that very week that they were still hiring scare actors right you yeah. know how down to the wire it went yeah i mean look i think the tribute store is enough to really at least tell you how far things had progressed when you see new merchandise being rolled out every week almost feels like every couple of days this was not something that back six months ago when we were uh, you know, just starting to talk about this, that was really in the cards. I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't how it was supposed to go. And I think you're right until maybe the city said, or the, however it's run, the County, the city, whoever it is said, no go. I, I think they were still planning on it. So, I mean, maybe that's where the hope still lies that something could happen, but it's certainly, um, it's certainly a bummer. I mean, I, I, there's no other way to put it. You know, I'm glad we're doing this thing and everyone's, you know, chipping in and doing something fun at home. Uh, but, you know, for you, I, I think what's cool is you've you've written these books every year. They've come out. Now, next year, who knows when next year's book. Uh, but for yeah, this year, yeah, I mean, I think, it, honestly, that's an interesting addition, the quarantined year edition, which maybe there'll be some information. There'll be the store and there'll be whatever maybe gets announced if it happens. Uh but for you, I mean, this is, that's, your books at least give people a little bit of the taste. You know, I've seen that with, have you gotten your record yet? Your vinyl? I know that you maybe, uh, maybe purchased one. No, it hasn't arrived. It's en route, I believe. So. Yeah. It's taking, it takes time right now to get things to, to and from the UK, uh, in the US. But I'll be honest, like I've listened to it a lot and, uh, because it does evoke a similar emotion that you experience, you how much the music really matters. Mm-hmm. And I feel similar to your books, which is it, it, it transports you there a little bit. So as much as I've been sort of turned off by some of the merchandise release, and not that I've, I've been upset about it, just personally, I've not been a big collector of it. Uh, the record and something like your book, I feel like, I don't know, that, that's a nice little like trip down memory lane. It's not just about what could have been, it's what has been. Yeah, I will tell you that this, uh, well, we had a holiday weekend here in the States this past week. So I guess it was Monday that I was, my family and I were laying at the pool and I was listening to the album with the digital download and I was reading the latest edition of Chris's book, which I'm always a big, uh, I've always adored. Thank you, man. And I was like, well, okay, this doesn't feel like horror because <laughs> I'm sitting at the pool, but it yeah. certainly, it helps. You know, like you said, like it's hard to look at the merchandise. Like every time I see new merchandise rolling out, it's not like. There's not excitement in it's it. Not, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, it's like, 
It's almost like you were broken up with and then you're running across like old letters or something yeah. or pictures, you know, it's like, I don't even want to be reminded. <laughs> right. Yeah. If it's over, then it's over. Make it this year. Let's make a clean break. Yeah. And now they're talking about, like you said, maybe opening a couple houses and it's like, well, now what do I do? You know? And then I think about people like Chris and my friend Gary and I'm like, they can't just, I mean, I don't know, Chris, I'm assuming it's not that easy. If you, well, you can't, you can't even no. leave to come here, but even if you could, you know, it's not that easy to just hop on a plane from no. from the There's UK. There's like some exceptions, right? Yeah. But not not a lot. And even for us, I'm like I'm like if they open, let's say, two houses or three houses, is that worth getting in the car and driving like for us ten hours or even flying? I mean, I've got we've both got points; we could fly it for free. But is it worth all that? I mean, the answer is yes. Probably, I would do it. Yeah. yeah, I would. But still, you know. I mean, I'm going in mid October. I'll be there. I mean, I'll stop on by. I, I mean, mean, it's still frustrating, <laughs> you know. I'm like, ugh. What a year. Well, it, it, this is the first time in 20 years that I've not been on U.S. soil. Mm. So, Oh, wow. That's crazy yeah. to think about, too. That's just. Yeah. Oh, man, is there anything so in the, like we we've talked about here in, in the States and specifically here in Nashville, there are haunt haunts opening. You yeah, know, we're going to one this weekend. It's, it's when weekend. you're hearing this, we're actually probably. Yeah, that's true. By the time you're hearing this, we're, we're, actually, we're probably there right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're is there live. anything I know Halloween in the UK is very different than it is here, at least so I'm told. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to even scratch the itch a little bit over there? Is there anything happening? Uh, uh, I mean, there are th people are doing things. There are different events. Some of the theme parks like Thorpe Park are doing their uh, Halloween events, if you can call them that. But they're, they're not in the, even in the same league as Halloween Horror mm. Nights. They're, yeah. It's so poor. I mean, I went a few years ago to the Thorpe Park one, which is meant to be one of the best in the UK. And they had uh, Cabin in the Woods as a house. And it, it was, you know, Cabin in the Woods was one of the best houses at Halloween Horror Nights right. ever. Yet yeah. this thing was just, you know, a bunch of guys running around with lab coats on. I mean, it was just <laughs> utter nonsense. It was, we do it so poorly over here. Mm. I mean, that sounds similar to what I mean. Nashville Nightmare is like the exception to the rule. Yeah. Most of your local haunted houses. That's the reason we all travel. It's the reason we all travel yeah. thousands yeah. of miles or hundreds of miles, however you're coming from, to go because the production level is so much different and yeah. the whole experience is so different. Nashville Nightmare is like the closest thing. And it's still yeah. it's as close <laughs> as you can get without the budget. So it's still being in the back of an abandoned Strip ball, but they know? but they certainly put time and money and effort in. Whereas oh, yeah, yeah. most haunts over here, it's a bunch of like you know junior college kids running around yeah. using. I'm sorry, Chris, I don't know why, but they all feel the need to use very bad British accents. Like yeah, for some reason, spookier. that makes it scarier. <laughs> it's spookier, and they all do that weird head turn. Like that's supposed. To, I don't know, but yeah, it's pretty bad normally. But this one is. I'm excited about this. Yeah, we'll year. we'll see how it goes. The, 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 worst, the worst one I ever had was in the UK. It was at Thorpe Park. And we had to walk down a very, very long corridor, and they put a black um, blanket over us. So we, we couldn't see in front of us. We couldn't see our feet. And then there was just these hands coming through and just sort of like groping us. No. I mean, that was just <laughs> the most bizarre <laughs> experience ever. I feel like something like that would happen to National Nightmare. After last <laughs> year, when, when the clowns attacked you, Bart, I yeah. feel like... Yeah, we've talked about this already, but Logan convinced me to go into a house that you had to sign a waiver for, and where they oh, were allowed wow. to you were they were allowed to touch you, which I'm not a big fan of anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. but and there's a bunch of guys I don't know dressed as clowns <laughs> like mobbing me and basically backing me into a corner. It's like this is this is scary, but for the wrong reasons. I'm not enjoying this now. How are things in general, Chris, going uh, when it in terms of the UK? Because what's interesting is that I was I follow you know you and a plenty of other people who are who are London based, 
And it seemed yeah. like things were going pretty darn well. I was seeing people out and about and, and life starting to reopen. But then yeah. today, even as we're recording this, like I said, like there's talk of testing everyone. There's all of these things that are kind of breaking in the news. And yeah. is it just it's starting to spike? Is it is there or is it still like it is I mean, here? We're kind of in an odd spot because the country is so diverse and so wide, you know, California is like completely shut down here in Tennessee. We're kind of yeah. kind of rebels here. And it's a little it's a, it's a little <laughs> bit more open. Well, we the, I think the thing is, we locked down pretty hard um, back yeah. in sort of March and April. And we we've taken a huge economic hit for that. Yeah. And we look across the water to, to Sweden, who didn't do any lockdown. And their death rate and infection rate is pretty low compared to all the other countries. So we did start to think, you know, why did we do all this lockdown when yeah. they haven't locked down and they haven't had the huge numbers that we've had? So I think we've applied much more common sense over here than perhaps we, we, we did in the past. But as of, I believe, this weekend, it's, it is gatherings of no more than six people in any one place unless it's for and then there's a list of things like work or, or mm -hmm. exercise or, you know, different things like that, like weddings and things like that. So. Yeah, they, they are being a little bit more strict at the moment because there has been a, a sort of a slight bounce in numbers. Yeah, and that's kind of how it is here. I mean, we started to see things open up, uh, but even... <laughs> I don't know. I went to the grocery store on my lunch break and I was like, is, is it over? Did everyone? Is, oh, did no one yeah. tell me it's over? Because <laughs> yeah. no one's wearing yeah. a mask. <laughs> oh, well, that thing's the county that we and live in. And we're in a county that's pretty strict. No, no. Yeah. The county we live in has removed the mask. Oh, policy. did they? Yeah, okay. it, it, right. it's up to the stores and the restaurants or whatever to make the call, which well, actually I'm and cool they're with. terrified to do that here <laughs> because people are nuts. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> you're kicked out of this town, Bart. You only got here a few months ago. I've seen the video, so I know what happens. Yeah, what? What video? That person not wearing a mask. I'm not saying anything. I'm gonna walk okay. away. <laughs> Well, man, I just wanted to check in with you and see how it's going because this is an odd time. Usually, I mean, we this whole season of Scare Zone we has been kind of thrown together because we didn't really ever. I, honestly, I thought we were done. Like, I didn't think we'd be talking again uh, for a while yeah. because theoretically, I mean, the, the thing we got canceled, and I thought we're done. And then uh, some people reached out and said, "You guys do a special," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, we'll we'll throw something together, and we'll get the whole band back together. We'll we'll have some fun." <laughs> And that's good. But for you, you've got a lot of stuff happening in the sort of haunted realm. You have your books and your yeah. podcasts yeah. and all of that. Uh, so how does that proceed with you? Like what what's next for you in terms of projects that are at least, uh, you know, in the same universe? Well, I, I've, it's been a funny old year, really. I did start writing uh, another book and um, I had to put it down because I got a, an offer to write a screenplay. Oh, awesome. And wow. I, I'd never written scripts before, um, but it was in the horror genre. It sort of mixes with thriller. Uh, I've absolutely adored it. It's getting a lot of good feedback. It's actually on the blacklist at the moment. So if you want to check it out, if you're a member, you can go and download it and let me know if you think it's any good or whether it should be made or not. Yeah. So I've been doing that. I've been doing some research projects. And, um, yeah, it's been good. And, of course, obviously, we launched uh, the Halloween Half Hour. Yeah. That's right. Which has uh, been going really well just recently. So, um, yeah, no, life's not too bad at the moment. Yeah, it's a really fun. We promoted it a bunch, but if you haven't heard the Halloween Half Hour, if you like this show and then by, you know, happenstance, obviously you like other things in the horror-related Halloween. And I like that it's Halloween, you know, related, that 
you're gonna enjoy it. Your guests have been yeah, they've had some awesome. top tier guests already. Uh, you know, from you know Ernie Hudson and Elvira yep. and everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really neat to listen uh, to this show, Thanks. and it has a great spirit. I like that about it. It's got a, a a overwhelmingly for being a haunted you know Halloween type of show. It has a positive. Uh, excitement to it, which I think is fun. It's not all dim and grim and sad. And no, yeah, yeah. no. The only dim and grim, sad things is when I have to deal with people's agents to get them on the show. So. Uh, I know, <laughs> but I, <laughs> look, I mean, that's been that's the, one of the reasons people always ask, like, what happened? Like some of the guests, I was like, what happened is dealing with you know, press I mean, not Universal. <laughs> Universal been great, but other than other them, other than them, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. And not even the other shows we work on, I. People have always asked, like, why is there no more guests? Why is it always these same six people? I was like, because I have their phone numbers. Yeah. I can just call them and say you want to be on. Because I don't think people understand, especially the guests that you're you're pulling here. I mean, it is it's sometimes not an easy thing to to get these people to sit down for an hour or half an hour or or ten oh, minutes yeah. to talk to. You. Very hard, yeah. very hard. And you know, you have to run all the questions, you know, by them by, to make yep. sure the topics are correct. And then sometimes, as you know, even with Universal, you may ask them a question about, you know, something, and then someone comes on the mic and goes, uh, do not answer that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened a few <laughs> times. That happened. <laughs> that, that, and that definitely happened with Chris and I back in the, the early days when they were like, what is this podcast thing? And I feel like they had, we had great, the, the initial seasons had like such huge guests. And I feel like since then it'd been a little bit more stricter. Uh, I, I understand but those first few, they were like, okay, we have to edit out these four words. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very specific. They're like, you said Hitchcock. We can't say that. Okay, so good. Go take that out. I think when we interviewed uh, one of the people uh, last fall, yeah. I don't think we got that, but I think at one point their rep came on from Universal. Says, okay, well, that's all the time that they have for now. <laughs> you know. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I, we got cut off. I do want to mention, too, that Chris, is, uh, other than his annual Halloween Horror Nights uh, guide, has written a number of other books, and we're actually giving away a couple on oh, our yeah. other show this week. If you're listening, wow. yeah, to uh, Origins. We have uh, another show called Watching My Figures. It's a collecting slash weight loss podcast. Uh, more collecting, but less weight loss. Lately, yeah, <laughs> Lately. a lot more, yeah. uh, a lot more gaining than losing. But I found, you know, when you were over a few years ago, and we all went to Horror Nights together, uh, you gave me a yeah. stack of books signed, and I gave them out to most of the people who are in our group. But then I found yeah. a couple still left, and I obviously kept one myself. I have one that you signed for me. But I was like, oh, in the, we're in the Halloween season. We need to to spread the love. So we're going to be giving out a few of those. We're doing like a prize pack. We're yeah. giving, I'm, I'm giving away one of mine, and we're giving away one of yours. So you will be well represented, Surra- sir. Surrounded by authors. Wow. Actually, we're giving away. Yeah, we're going to do the, the big winners. Well, depending on your point of view, the big <laughs> winner is going to get one of each of ours. Yeah. And then someone else is just going to get yours because I'm too stingy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's for your Universal Monsters book, which yeah, what yeah. I like, again, it's a timeless piece. It's, oh, it's, you know, it's it, great. It's so good. I'm a big Chris oh. Ripley fan, so and you know that. I try to shout you out as much as I can. So. <laughs> I'm a very big Bart Scott fan. I no. can also shout you out. You mean you, you mean the American football player, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone knows that Bart Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who was creeping on my Instagram page the other day. <laughs> he doesn't like that there's another one. <laughs> no, it was fine. He liked stuff. He must. So, you know, he could have reached out, said, let's do something together. <laughs> yeah. We could do a buddy comedy, you know, yeah, same Bar- name. Bart and Bart. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, clearly, I, I, I like to surround myself with, with men who write books yeah, and i'm well, sitting here unpublished so that's all right you need to help me well, ne- yeah. never judge a man by anything other than the friends that he keeps there you go, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to uh to cap this thing off man is there anything else just i know this is so strange 
Is there anything else though? With maybe even in the merchandise, or anything that you have have other than we talked about sort of the sad and the negative and all that. Is there anything that you've been yeah. like, oh, that's really cool? Is there anything that you it has gotten you excited about the stuff that's come out as of September tenth, twenty twenty? You know, before anything has been announced or said or anything like that. Is there anything that uh, other than you know just looking at stuff? Is there, have you made any purchases? Well, um, a few bits and pieces like T-shirts. I do love those retro shirts, but I, I really did, you know, as you have as well, adore that record. I mean, that that music company um, yeah, Midnight was, Syndicate. The thing, was, yeah. was the soundtrack to the early days of Halloween Horror Night. So, yeah. you know, it's just fantastic to be able to get hold of a copy of those because they've just been done in such short numbers, you know. Yeah, I mean, that is, they put out a statement. I don't know if a lot of you guys saw this because there's been always talks, will there be a repressing, will there be more? And they said maybe in future years. But they pretty much said, like, no, that was it. Three, was it 500? Yeah. 500 yeah. got released, and they were gone quick. I waited on hold for, like, 30 minutes on that merch phone number. And I, the, wow. I we talked about this, maybe. I'm not sure if we did. The, yeah, one picked did up yeah. the, the one picked up the phone, and she was just like, Universal Merch Services, how are you? And I was like, she's like, what do you want? And I was like, I'm, there's this new record. She's like, how many do you need? <laughs> yeah, it was like the woman of Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I was like, oh, she, I, she, I can buy, sell you two. And I was like, well, I'll take two. And she was just, she <laughs> the call. She goes, it's been a really busy and long morning. <laughs> and I was like, this poor woman. I said, well, thank you for dealing with all of us crazy people who are calling you. Because yeah. you got to assume they've dealt with like practically nobody. Like, yeah, I think the merch phone yeah. number is yeah, cause most stuff yep. was online. Yeah, yeah, most, most stuff you could buy. I never think to call to buy anything anymore. One of it's our listeners said, "Give," because I was like, well, how am I going to get this? They were like, give them a call. I just did. And I called. I waited on hold. At first, they it was, uh, your estimated wait time is, is five minutes. And I was like, great. And then it came on like 10 minutes later. Your estimated wait time is 30 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm well, glad. Normally, yeah, go ahead. Normally they're, they're, normally, they're dead all year long. Yeah. And then they only have to get busy after the event when they're selling all the leftover merch. Yeah. really, uh, really prices that's literally the only time they ever get busy all year that makes sense so we called it one time one time 500 people called at the same time it is interesting that most of the people i'm seeing have gotten i've seen a few people i think uh, gary said a few other people got them in like the 90s but most people i know are getting in that mid 300s yeah range. i have seen a few that were in low digits like i think we could even start like i think chris didn't you say like you tried to like start marking off what numbers did everyone, <laughs> did everyone we'll see let's see if we track down each copy i did but I worked out that the uh, the visual um, market, marketing team, you know, the team that builds the tribute store and all the yeah. visual stuff for the merchandise, they're the ones that have got all the low numbers. Oh, <laughs> that makes oh, sense. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know, I should, did you, Logan, did you try downloading the digital download? Yeah, I have it on here. Did you do it on your, comp- on your laptop? Mm-hmm. Because I did have, and I, I wanted to mention this if we did another scare zone or when yeah. we did another scare zone. You like, get a card. I, you get a card with a code. Now, I tried, and I'm not saying this will happen for everyone, but it happened to me, so I just want to share it with all the other fans. I tried downloading it straight to my phone, because that's where I primarily listen to music through, and it it wouldn't work. It wasn't the code wasn't going, and when I refreshed and tried to put the code in again, it said you've already tried using this. This code's already been used, or whatever. So then I went to the FAQ on the website, and it says something about this may not work with a mobile device. Try using basically a, a laptop or a PC. So. And, and if you and it even says if you've tried, email this number and have your code reset. So I did, and they reset it. And when I went to, I downloaded on my computer on my laptop. It instantaneously worked. So just a word to the wise: it may work for you on your phone. It may not. The smartest thing to do is do it right on your laptop or your PC, and then just upload it to your 
to your iTunes through that, and you'll be fine. So I don't want anybody to miss out because it's a good it's a good album. Yeah, and it's uh, there's two versions too when you go to download. That's right. There's an MP3 version and there's a, a lossless wave version. So a lot larger of a file. You go from, uh, you know, the difference of I think it's let's see what I can pull it up real quick. The difference in the folder sizes. But it was quite a bit different. It was, and while you do that, maybe this says something about me, but I actually was thinking like, 50, so it's 55 megs for the MP3 version of the record, and it is 611 for the for the wave. And I have to say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you're wow. a, you're a vinyl collector. I'm vinyl collector. Kind of you could become kind of audio snobs if you're not careful. Uh, the the lossless wave version is just freaking sick. I mean, it just yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, so I can't wait for you to get it, Chris. And uh, you know, a lot of people have asked. A lot of people have been like, "Can I get a copy from you?" And I don't really know what the rules. I assume that's not good. But uh, well, now that you said it on a podcast, probably not. <laughs> no, but you know, what I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to. It feels odd. It's like I feel like this is the and Napster. He says, no, that's illegal. I would never do that. <laughs> that's exactly what he says. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like it's like Napster days, <laughs> but it's odd. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I keep thinking like this would be nice to actually fall asleep to, and then like some weird what? <laughs> some weird woman comes on and is like, we dug the bodies up from the pits of hell or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe someone who was one of the voices of that. Re- re- reached out to me the and was like couple can you just let me can you slip me some tracks because i don't have a i didn't get a copy oh, all right, well, and i may have i may have hooked okay. them up but other than that uh yeah it is the first few tracks are awesomely like ambient and mm-hmm. sweet and they're like the music you think of when you're walking into horror nights yeah then there's some that yeah <laughs> that are like the bones are crunching loudly, <laughs> you know it's quite disturbing yeah. it's quite disturbing well Chris, it's been just awesome to have you back and, and to chat with you. We got to do this again and do this more. Yeah. Uh, now that we have the Skype set up and like I can see you, it's even more fun. Uh, yeah. Plug away, though. This is a time. This is a party. This is our after party. People get the books. People should listen to Halloween Half Hour. Anything else you want to like direct people to? Well, that that's about all, really. I mean, the only other thing I would say is um, our friends at the Diz have been doing a wonderful job uh, raising money for Give Kids the World. So, if you can spare any, any yes. change, sort of this full season, then uh, please donate to that if you can. One hundred percent. Actually, we had Scott uh, on earlier, and I don't know when this will, what, what order we're going to put in. But we talk a lot about Give Kids the World. We talk about they're they're about to do a big Christmas event. So, if you guys are there again, I'll, I'll plug that again. Just go to the website. You can buy tickets and. Go actually visit the Give Kids the World vi- uh, Village for really the first time for a lot of people uh, to just go because it's not open just generally to the public. And you're going to be able to go see it lit up with a million lights for the Christmas season. Uh, I'm planning on taking my family and uh, definitely support their work, support Give Kids the World. I'll make sure we get – they're great people too. I've worked with them many times. Uh, I'll make sure we have proper links and plugs directly for that, Chris. I I had dinner with Pete Werner in London, and he said to me, we're going to raise a million dollars for Give Kids the World. And I sort of said – well, that's a great ambition, but yeah. really, and literally this week they raised a million. They, they hit the target. So that's awesome. Good for those guys. And uh, I, I look, the Give Kids the World right now is kind of temporarily shut down, and they're just yeah. waiting for that the time when they can really uh, reopen. And hopefully, that's you know in the calendar year, not this this year, but in the next. Um, you know, hopefully it's in the next year. We'll see what happens. For not only for for the kids, obviously it's very important for these kids to have you know essentially their potentially their last wish and their last dream come true. Uh, but also for all the people who, who built it, all the people that work there. I mean, it, it's a ton of people who are employed by that uh, fantastic organization. So uh, we'll make sure that we link all that correctly, Chris, but it's been a pleasure having you on uh, this after you. party buddy. And uh, we'll reconnect here in the new, uh, 
It, 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 we should it, do it again sometime. Yeah, I think we all now, like, I think we got over the hump. And, you know, we ended yeah. the end of the season being all like, well, it's over. But I have a feeling, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if there's good news or bad news or what's coming. Well, it can't really get any worse. Uh, but I don't know if there's yeah, any easy, <laughs> easy. Well, it can get worse, <laughs> but don't push it. There are hurricanes forming. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm talking about in the world of Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. At this point right now, there's not really, I mean, it can only go yeah. up. It can yeah, only go true. up from here. So we'll see what comes out of it, and we'll make sure to give you a call. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, see you guys. See you. Bye, buddy. Bye. All right. Thank you, Chris. That was fun. I just obviously had an accent. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. It happens. It he likes that. He you. likes when I, I do it in British Does accent, it? an English accent. Is it English accent? Is that what you say? English? I don't think there's a K in it anywhere. We should have the the, the English, and it's we spell, they're like the little English? cartoon. England. I-N-K. Oh, that's, we're copywriting that right now. Do not. English. How do you spell it? that? I N K L I S H L I S H. We are the English. English. That's like the Nutella Tubbies. That's kind of good. <laughs> the Nutella Tubbies? Yeah. Little creatures made out of Nutella? <laughs> the Nutella Tubbies? <laughs> we just created two shows. <laughs> oh, dang it. This is all gold here. Don't steal this from Nude, us, people. We got to get in touch with those. Who do we those know the animation? Get Butch on the phone. We got it. The Who English. Know? He was here yesterday. We missed him. Nutella Tubbies. <laughs> Nutella Tubbies. We got to get first in touch with the hazelnut people. Yeah, there's probably yeah. some legal. I don't know who owns Nutella. Regular. Yeah, I don't know. Nutella, and then the Teletubbies will get mad too. So we have to get in touch with a couple different entities. Yes. All right. Well, let's. let's... <laughs> I like it. Now we're <laughs> we're headed to the Orlando area to a former Disney Imagineer, former member of the Universal Creative Team, a darn good guy, and someone who I like a lot, and was really supportive of this show early on, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. And you're gonna love it. I hope you enjoy it. What's, why are you shaking your head? No, because I'm sad. Because you said we're gonna head to the or, we're gonna head to Orlando now, and I was like, "Well, you know, if announcements get made, <sighs> we were we, supposed to be there." I'm right drowning now. in Southwest points, not to brag, I but know. I feel like uh, <laughs> I don't mean to. Yeah, that's a weird flex, bro. <laughs> well, I feel like now I usually use them real quick. Southwest points for everybody. Yeah, if anybody needs any flights, because uh, usually <laughs> I get messages. I book six flights because my family. It's usually me and my kids, and usually yeah. someone else also, uh, and that's six people. So those points go. Real quick. But right now, they're just ticking away. I know. Expenses haven't dropped since uh, COVID, but uh, the points points still keep getting added. So uh, if announcement happens, we'll we'll make it quick. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, we do another podcast called Watching My Figures. And we were talking about how we're both, we both were kind of put on a collecting freeze for a little budget for vegetarian reasons. Had to dry out. And meanwhile, I'm going, hmm. How many houses justify a trip to Orlando even though I can't afford to buy another Thundercat figure? But uh, I would say two. I mean, two is it's on the line. Three is a definite. Three, it's a third Th- of the event. Three, Why not? Three, there's no question. Two, I got to do some convincing. Depends on what they are. That's true. If one is Beetlejuice, yeah. then, yeah, it's on. We're going. I'm going. I'm going to be there in October. I, well, you're going anyway. It's not fair. I don't have a Universal Day booked, though. It's not fair for you to have a life. Not fair. I dare you have a family on vacation. <laughs> dare you. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. All right. Let's go to our friend wrapping up the after party with Jason Sorrell. All right, Bart, we're keeping this after party rolling for Scare Zone. For a lot of, we're having a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Right. And uh-huh. we're, we've been joined by a couple cool guests. But this is one of my favorites, one of our original guests back from like, I don't know, episode like five or something. We got to look back on when that was. Our buddy, Jason Sorrell, welcome back, my friend. 
I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy Halloween. Happy <laughs> Halloween. How you doing? How the Halloween are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's uh, you know, it's a. It was disappointing to hear about all the events being canceled, but uh, you know, we'll be back better than ever next year, I think. And um, just got to stay scary. Yep. So I'll be reading my ghost stories and watching all my horror movies. Well, I think mainly we wanted to connect with you because uh, you were really instrumental. If those haven't heard this past episode or you don't know your history. They need to go back in time and listen to that. You're really instrumental in those, especially the formative years of the Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween uh, adventure shows. And you really kind of kept, I see you posting a lot about the characters. I wanted to get first, let's get your reaction. Spartan, I actually even talked about this. What did you think about Bill and Ted uh, face the music? Oh, I, I loved it. It was like, you know, it sounds corny, but it really was like visiting with old friends. And, you know, unlike a number of other reboots or requels or sidequels or, or whatever you want to call it. This really felt like a Bill and Ted movie. It really felt of a piece with the other two and, and, and really created an organic trilogy, I thought. And uh, it being roughly their age, you know, uh, it, it reached out to me even more, I think, because there really was a poignancy to it, to seeing these two characters you know, kind of entering middle age and you're taking stock of your life, things that went right, things that didn't go so right. Um, so in addition to just being a, a fun and funny Bill and Ted movie, it had a sweetness and a, and a poignancy that really, you know, reached out to me personally. Yeah, I get that completely. I obviously grew up on the movies as well, was a huge fan, was a big fan. Look, what kept, I feel like, though, the spirit alive for so many years for me for Bill and Ted. I mean, I love Bill and Ted. I love those movies. I'd go back and watch Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey, all the time. I've shown them to my kids. Uh, they're excited. They haven't seen Face the Music yet, but I think we're going to try to watch my. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not the greatest dad when it comes to what I can show my kids, but he's like eight. I feel like that's okay. I think it's okay right. for an eight year old if he saw Bogus Journey. I feel like he can see this one. Uh, my five year old saw Jaws, so I'm, I really don't have a ton of room to. Uh, to I have talk. to say, one of my favorite things on the internet in general is your transcriptions of just you and your kid talking, because it's usually this like crazy things about stuff like jaws and, and bringing out my my eight-year-old still hasn't watched he, he's well aware of jaws and he's well aware of like every horror icon but we haven't uh we haven't uh, dipped our toe just yet into that water i think there's a bill and ted's uh, that's safe enough but we haven't gone that far <laughs> the other night the the shining came on and uh he was lying in bed with me and i'm like oh god and he knew somehow he knew what it was mm -hmm. and then he's like Daddy, this is the one with those two little girls. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be ruined. <laughs> wow. I, I feel the same. I feel, I feel like, because my son's seven, he's almost eight now, but it's the same thing. There's something like in the osmosis of just being around people like us that they, even if they've never seen the movie, they're well aware. Like, my son will throw out characters, yeah. random horror characters, will throw out. I mean, some of them, it's because he's watching random things on YouTube. He probably shouldn't be. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's Pennywise. I yeah. know him from that. Like, oh, shut yeah. up. Yeah. All my kids it's know like, Pennywise. where did you hear of this stuff? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And then last night, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, can, can you stand outside the bathroom while I go potty? Just so I know you're there. <laughs> now, I'm not scared. I just think Michael Myers might be in our house. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a deep cut. he's not scared. <laughs> you're not scared. But just in case, mm -hmm. just in case, it's you know out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I feel the same about the movie part. I think you had a, a similar experience. Yeah, with it. it was it, just a 100%. fun time. I'm so excited! Look, after decades, legit of them saying that they wanted to do it, and it yeah. never coming to fruition. Honestly, what I was saying earlier is, 
to want to see it is excellent, but to also have had until just a couple years ago, at least those characters specifically at Halloween Horror Nights in the Orlando version to have them alive and well in some ways, uh, was it, it was like a pleasure to like experience it every year because it was just nice to see these characters again, even if it's not obviously the same actors. We see that later on in the movie. But for you, when you were developing these shows, I know for the first few shows, they were fairly similar and we've talked about that and then you've kind of progressed them over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen some conflict on on the internet, I feel like, about the characters and how Universal and, and was treating them and if it was right, if it was wrong. Did you come at it as a fan to just say... Yeah, we have to make sure at least these core guys have a good connection point to those original characters. Because eventually, I feel like they almost took on their own personas. But those first years when you were doing it, when you see pictures of James Keaton as Ted, and you see these guys, it, it, there's a bit more. There was a bit more there that felt like it was very similar to the characters that we were we were seeing. Yeah, and uh, that was something that I took very seriously because you know back then you know, I was just starting out and I thought, well, that, that's what this industry is, that we we adapt properties. So in, in the shows that I did, and I did five of them, as far as I was concerned, that was Bill and Ted from the movie. So we tried to be very faithful to their personalities. Um, and, and I didn't necessarily keep up with every single year-to-year moment after that, but I did see something where Ed Solomon or somebody uh, made the comment that uh, he felt the characters in the Universal show were too mean. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't apply to what we did. I, I don't know what happened in later years, but to answer your question, yeah. we, we very much kept them Bill and Ted from the movies, same personality, same relationship, just new adventures and new craziness around them. Yeah, and I never felt, now I didn't see the Hollywood show, and I know maybe that was different. You know, that maybe had a different tone. It ended even before the Orlando one, maybe because of stuff like that. But the Orlando show, I always felt these characters were kept sweet at their core, they were maybe a little bit more over the top, a little bit more gratuitous maybe, but mm-hmm. they were, in general, they were sweet characters. That's what I even loved about this movie is uh, it could have been a very easy thing to make Bill and Ted face the music, a movie that you and I could enjoy uh, and Bart, you could enjoy, but that we couldn't show necessarily to an eight-year-old. And I was a little nervous about that. Like I was nervous about like, he's going to love these two movies as a kid, and then you're going to get to this third one that's going to be, it's PG-13, but I was like, oh, I can go pretty far in PG-13. Yeah. But I liked it, maintained its its sweetness. And I think that uh, that applies to the Horror Night show. And I even saw, hey, was it today Ed Solomon was tweeting? Well, what happened today yeah. was that uh, Jason Perry. Yeah, who was Ted for the uh, last I, number of I years. I don't know what we can say and not without making anybody mad. But Jason Perry, who, who okay. is the only Ted that I saw in the live show, mm-hmm. went to see it. It looks like he and PJ went. And then they tweeted out at Ed Solomon, you know, thank you for these characters. Blah blah blah, and he he said I had the honor of playing Ted, and Ed Solomon actually sent a very respond responded with a very civil kind reply, and yeah, I, nice. I showed it to him like, isn't this the guy that said? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah but, I know. Because I'll be honest, it kind of burned me a little then, and then I've kind of I've been warmed up. We've discussed this that it actually almost almost soured us on the idea of the of the new movie coming out. It's like God, it's just bad timing, but you know I agree that you know he won me back over. He won, the movie was it was in fact I feel that it even. Because there are things in the first two that nowadays would be considered uh, insensitive at best, you know, just things that are said yeah, and whatnot. You know, and this one, I feel like there's, we both like, oh, we need to watch this before we let our kids watch it. And there's nothing, I don't, I can't think of anything in the new movie that's, that wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, my kids are, 
eight, nine, and 13. Now my nine-year-old is like the state. She knows who Chucky is and Pennywise and, you know, <laughs> say we were, wa- I was watching the shining the other night too. And she came and sat down and it was early on, you know, and, uh, where, where Danny's talking to scat man and having ice cream. And I'm like, how long do I let her sit here <laughs> before I tell her she has to go? You got some quiet time. Yeah, in that yeah there's, time. there's a real buildup. Likelihood um, she'll be falling asleep before you get there. Yeah, but I agree. I don't think, and I came late to the Bill and Ted. I came late to Horror Nights in general, but uh, I there was nothing mean-spirited that I saw about the characters. Yeah. Uh, and I know, again, like I saw it after, you know, Jason was involved anymore, but like I, I thought the characters were exactly like the characters in the movie. Now, maybe you could interpret other characters in the show that came and went but that's the point you know there's got to be their sweet you got to have something to kind of counterbalance their sweetness but i i don't agree with those comments either i thought it was a great show <laughs> yeah I thought it, it, yeah it's been excellent over the years and obviously that was that was one of the things that was sad to see go a number of years ago and uh i understand times change jason things move on people feel that specifically that kind of comedy and i think i've seen you post about that too as a, a Seinfeld fan and a Curb fan and as a fan of, of that kind of style of humor as well, that times have moved and, you know, we would go to the show and, and we went to the Bill and Ted show a couple of years ago and there was one person who was on our, we were on a tour for the media night who refused to see it. She was oh, like, I'm right. so offended by previous I years. forgot about that. And she was like, I will not see this. It is, you know, and did a laundry list of things that this show probably was. But the 90s were a different time. <laughs> the 90s uh, was a little, maybe a little bit more fun. But apparently, that. that's not an excuse we're allowed to use. Like, no. it's a different time then. No. But, you know, it's like comedy is is a full contact sport. And I, I tend to agree with Jerry Seinfeld, who's who's just like, you know, he's gone. He'll, he won't play colleges right. anymore. You know, and he's gone on a rant. He goes, you're offended. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, you don't even know why you're offended. You're mm-hmm. just offended. So, uh, but, you know, because uh, there were even things back in the day that Seinfeld did that were culturally insensitive, but they yeah. knew they were doing it and they were doing it for a reason. And that's what made it funny. That's what makes Mel Brooks OK. Yeah, he's he, it's the same thing that makes Archie Bunker OK. It's like if you identify with him for the wrong reason, then, that's, then yeah. yeah, you're part of the problem. But if mm-hmm. you're laughing at him yeah. and with Norman Lear or with Mel Brooks, that's the point. That's the whole point. Right. And I, I think that has been something that's been lost on. God, it feels like a whole generation. <laughs> I, of people. I am still waiting for the day that the wrong person discovers blazing saddles and there becomes a whole yeah. Twitter campaign. Cancel oh. Mel. Who is this person? You know, I, 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 I know I, they hit that horse for yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. If that's the problem, <laughs> if that's have, the only if problem. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Now, you were also pretty instrumental, not just in the Bill and Ted show when it comes to Horror Nights. Well, Obviously, more recently, I think last time we were we had you on, the Jimmy Fallon ride was about to open. That was something you were working on. Yep. But even, and, and look, I have to say, because it didn't open for the first few years of Horror Nights, last few years. And I was able to go to Universal just about three or four months ago with my son. And my son is just now at the age of doing some thrill rides or doing things that feel a little bit less, you know, kid-centered. And I got him to go on that. And that ride... I don't care like who you are. It is just a fun, exciting, you know, and it's a very unique feeling. And I, I want to come in you because it was such a fun experience and not that I wasn't expecting it to be fun, but as someone who grew up on the tonight show and you know, when I remember my parents being like, okay, with well, the night Carson, you know, it was his farewell. They intentionally kept me and my brother up to be like, you need to remember this, yeah. that it yeah. was, it's such a cool experience, but, and I know you had a lot to do with that. We talked about that previously, 
But for Horror Nights, other than Bill and Ted, and we've been talking a little bit about this, uh, you were involved in a lot of the storytelling aspects, I guess you'd say. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I was involved with all of Halloween. It's just Bill and Ted is, uh, has become the most noteworthy, I yeah. think. But um, one, one of the things I'm most proud of was starting in 1996, we, we made a much more concentrated effort to tell cohesive stories in the haunted houses in the previous years. Not that the haunted houses weren't great because they were, but they were closer to what you would find, you know, in your local town, yeah. like a JC's haunted house, just a scene a to scene, of, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Largely disconnected scares. So we, we started to tell more cohesive stories. We developed what we called the Bible for each house, which would go scene by scene and break down the story, the characters. And um, they really did start to have a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, and then I was also there for the the earliest days of the icon. And our first icon was well known. It was the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Um, it, that was either 95 or 96. Um, yeah. And then it led to the original creations. But I, I'm really proud of the the work that we did to to truly bring some solid storytelling to the houses. And to this day, some of the most popular offerings are the original creations as opposed yeah. to the IP based houses. And that is interesting, you know. And really, it was it was a time period. And you said the mid '90s, kind of through the early 2000s, that they keep kind of drawing back upon. And you see people still talking about them, and you see these characters kind of come back up and it's interesting because I assume the majority of people who are now coming to the event and we're coming to the event were not there in those original years. You walk around horror nights. I, I mean, I many times feel like, okay, I, I remember when I was first here, I was a teenager and this is for, you know, I am now, you know, I feel sort of like the old man in the room occasionally, but they still, well, I mean, it's true. Like when you stranger just, things, just when you stranger <laughs> things, it feels like it's like it was filled with you know thirteen year olds, and I was one of those thirteen year olds, so I get it. But there is that moment. I'm just remembering my first horror nights when I was forty two. <laughs> well, okay, it's a little different. It's a little different. You felt old. Yeah. Well, I mean, you start looking around you, and you're like, these people aren't even like you know they haven't hit their growth spurt yet, mm. and I'm in line. <laughs> I'm in line for two hours with them, uh, but. <clears throat> it is sort of a, a, I don't even know where I was going with this. It was like a nostalgic driven <laughs> uh, thing that uh, you have to kind of, I love that the history and it's somewhat in the theme park community seems like it's been like that way because you see even things at Disney, your dream finders and your characters that really, I mean, again, I would assume the majority of people going have not ever experienced, but somehow they still live on. And that's yeah. true with the Horror Nights characters. And it's also... Uh, true with just the experience in general. It's something that now is becoming something people are passing on. They're saying, all right, let's bring our kids to this. Let's do that. And we grew up going. And that's got to be neat to to be a part of those formative years and see something, like you said, the storytelling, the fact that that is a tangible piece of, and really until Bill and Ted ended, I'd say that too, but it was a tangible piece that you guys brought to that puzzle early on that I think still affects the reason why Halloween Horror Nights is treated in such a different way where, you know, Six Flags may be running, you know, Fright Fest and it's only two out, three hours from us or whatever it is, but I'm not going to drive it. I'm not going to make the drive for it. And no offense to them. I think it's probably a fun show and it's probably a fun, but I will get on a flight, fly two hours, book a hotel and do this. And most, most of that is because not because it's the scariest thing you've ever experienced. Most of it is because, like you said, you get enveloped in the story and, and you get to feel part of it. That's why it's some of the best years, the years where it does have a 
everything kind of feels a little cohesive and a little bit more fun. And you get that buffet of, of crazy that goes <laughs> on. But I just wanted to kind of commend you for that if you said that, because it is true. If you look at really the reason why we all go, and now some haunted houses locally, there's one here we're going to, uh, when people are hearing this tonight in, in Nashville, that I talked to the guys who run it. They go to Horror Nights every year and kind of brainstorm off of it and go, okay, what can we do to take that and make it into a local level? So you're seeing your fingerprints get spread all over, mm-hmm. all over the country. So I, I, I mean, that, that may be enough butt kissing, but I just wanted to say <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's not, doesn't go unnoticed. I think for the whole haunted industry at this point, that it's not just these jump scares and, and people rattling a, a thing at you, you know, it's, it's moved so far beyond that. Yeah. Universal, I, I think does still to this day, put on the premier Halloween event, you know, with film level, sets right. and production design and, and just the, the makeup is incredible. And even back in the nineties, that was true, yeah. but now it's, it's just to a whole new level. And, uh, you know, to this day, I I'm very proud to have been part of those formative years and, and the team that helped build it into what it is. Sometimes you get a little jealous. It's like, Oh, now there's all these cool websites yeah. and merchandise and stuff. Where was that when I was doing uh-huh. it? You know, <laughs> just as a fan, you know, just as kind of a nerd about it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is amazing. The juggernaut that it's turned into. Yeah, it's great. And also, you know, we, we it's been a number of years now, but if, if you're Haunted Mansion fans, by the way, your book, I feel like, uh, never never dies. It keeps coming back out, different <laughs> variant covers and <laughs> options. It's his, your Haunted Mansion book was available from your time at Disney, and I think it's still pretty readily available uh, last yeah. time I looked. And for those, I think, who, who love the Halloween Horror Night stuff should go back, check out that book, uh, because a lot of, I mean, if you feel like if you want a haunted thing from Orlando, even though it started obviously the California one, that's that's a great place to start is with with the haunted mansion. Yeah, it's a great gateway to mm-hmm. the to the scary world, and I think that the book's in its third edition now. It yeah. was first published in two thousand three. Yeah, um, and I think it's that's just a testament to the enduring popularity of that attraction. You know, it's it's timeless. It's a classic. It's just as effective today as it was on opening day, you know, in 1969 or 71 here. Um, the, the effects, uh, as simple as they are, you're talking turn of the 20th century stage magic yeah. uh, for certain things, still effective. It's you know, amazing. People yeah. still don't know how they do it. You know, they're going through, going, oh, it's lasers, it's holograms. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, it still works, man. It, it is. It, my kids are a testament to that because, I again, you never know when you have kids what their scary level is. And my kids are scared at like a YouTube ad for a, like maybe an action movie, but it's actually a credit card commercial. Like it's like one of those, you know, it's not, and they'll <laughs> yeah. be screaming, no, don't look at this horrible, you know, and it's actually, you know, have you, you all state insurance, but the haunted mansion has become a, a not only like a must do attraction. It's like, they, that's one of their favorite things. And they pretend they're the characters. My daughter, I have all these videos. I found on my phone. I checked my phone. I had all these videos of my daughter going, hurry back, hurry back. <laughs> She's four. You know, it's kind of creepy. Too. And I have twin daughters, uh, by the way. Oh. And it, so it's, it's I'm double trouble. And it, it's, it's a mess. And my son knows the shining because of that. Cause at one point I was like, we got to do like a photo shoot here <laughs> where they are shining level creepy. Uh, my wife was kind of behind it. She was like, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if, like, I don't even know what happens to those girls. I don't know if we should be replicating that in our house. And I was like, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good mom moment. Cause I was like, all right, we're going to get the dresses. We're going to do it all up. We're going to have a long hallway. Mm-hmm. It didn't go over so well. It didn't go over so well. Well, man, it's been, it's been fun to chat with you. And I, I look forward to seeing what, what's next for you because the work you've done, whether it was at Disney or Universal, 
uh, has always felt like the fans were connected to. And uh, I think the first time we even met, which I don't remember because we met like a three seconds, was at a D23. God, I don't even remember how many years ago now. And we walked into that random Imagineering thing that opened up and you and a couple other guys were there. And it really was a, you could tell that your connection to the fans has been uh, very appreciated over the years, appreciated over the years because you're one, you're accessible, pretty accessible guy, which is cool to see. Uh, we're not having to go through, you know, typical PR ways to chat with you. And uh, that's... Yeah, PR people love me. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Because uh, the last time I had you on, I may have gotten an interesting word in email at one point. I was like, hey, if you're booking anybody, you got to go through us. It's like, hey, yeah, whatever. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but we appreciate that, man. And I, I look forward to what's next for you because uh, there's so much happening right now in a weird time with theme parks in general that I'm curious to see what's kind of around the corner. And uh, if there's anything we can ever you know, do to help and push and promote, you let us know uh, because we, we definitely appreciate all the work you've done. Uh, not just as a creator of some amazing attractions and haunted houses and Bill and Ted, but also again, as somebody who, if I had a question, I can reach out to you. And that yeah. alone is cool uh, because yeah. not many people are that accessible at the level you've gotten. So uh, very cool. I just wanted to again say, say thanks. I did more butt, butt kissing. I did a lot of butt kissing in this episode. <laughs> it's, right. it's okay. But yeah, no. I, I really appreciate it, Logan. Yeah. It's uh, And I, I think to your point, though, it's like a, a lot of us who, who really love this stuff, we come at it from that perspective because we are fans. We are the audience. So I, I have always said I work for the audience. So obviously you want to do things that you find fun or cool or interesting or, or funny but it's always in service of the audience, you know, and uh, I, I, I let that guide every creative decision I make. Will this be good for the audience? Will they like it? Will they think this is funny? Will this scare them? You know, and that's that's how we do what we do. Well, I, man, that is I don't even know if we could top that. I think that's a perfect <laughs> way. And look, I have to say, if you haven't done it, the bill or the uh, the Jimmy Fallon attraction is worth it for that specific reason. You will laugh. It is genuinely funny. It is a genuinely funny exciting experience. And again, not that I was expecting it, but you don't go to a theme park ride and usually go like, I'm going to laugh out loud, <laughs> you know, a dozen times. And that ride uh, delivers that and thrills. So uh, again, if you haven't done that, make sure you make your way over to universal and, and do it next time. Cause I know it's not open during horror nights. A lot of our listeners go during horror nights, maybe this, but well, not this year, maybe next well, year. Yeah. <laughs> well, this year, if stuff happens, you, I mean, know. Yeah. you never know. You never know. But Jason, thank you so much uh, for, for popping by the after party. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Jason. having me. And, uh, stay scary, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what's next? Maybe we got some other stuff coming. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, buddy. Bye bye. All right. That's going to do it for the after party. Thanks to Jason Sorrell. Yes. Thanks to Chris Ripley. And of course, thanks to the man himself, the creator of the worm. I don't think he created the worm, but put it in wrestling terms. Scott Garland. Go follow them on all their social media <laughs> outlets. Scott's got a couple accounts. They're verified. You'll find it. They got a lot more followers than we do. Mm-hmm. So go follow them. I'll put them in the show got notes. WWE clout. Yeah, go go follow him. Subscribe. Do all the stuff. He's got a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're new here to Scare Zone, please, we encourage, encourage you to subscribe to either our podcast feed or subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, this is my YouTube channel, and I post all the episodes of Scare Zone. It's Scare Zone Fun Size, which we did, I think, like a dozen of. Uh, this past year. So go take a look at those. Those are a lot of fun. And we got to obviously give a big thanks to at H in nightmares on Twitter. Halloween. Or no, I'm sorry. Horror night nightmares. You got it. 
I got it. Look, got it's, it. it's late. It's late for setting up this uh, really fun day of, you know, the Horror Nights at home, HHN at home. We appreciate them getting kind of all of us together to do that. I know, look, you see the fan community. There's sometimes people fighting. There's sometimes people bickering. There's lots of negativity and positivity, and they're mad that there's only a couple hundred vinyl records, and then you're yelling and you're screaming and you're selling them for 400 bucks. What I like is today we took a deep breath. Grossing my fingers. We took a deep breath. <laughs> Everybody got along. Theoretically, this is all pre-recorded. Uh, but everything on Twitter has been positive. Yep. Just spreading love. And we hope you enjoyed this show. And we hope you enjoyed the whole day of content. Again, thanks to them. Thanks for joining us for this after party, the See You at Finnegan's after party. And you may not know this if you're new here, but that's how we sign off each and every show. And it came actually from James Keaton, Jack the Clown. He That's how he ended his interview the first time we had him on the show. So until next time, Bart. Or Bart, you know what? I didn't even give you time to plug anything. You should plug stuff. What I got to? Oh, well, I've written a couple books. Yeah, some horror books. This book has been this book. This show, this episode has been chock a block with authors. You probably feel a little left out, and I'm sorry for that. Oh, that's true. Everyone around me. So Scott hasn't written a book, has he? He should. No, we should do one together. Tales of the Worm. He could write it. Yeah, he should help him write his wrestling biography. It'd be interesting. Or like a, a kid's book about a worm uh, that wants to be a wrestler. But yeah, ha- we'll call no it that. Arms. What because we have the Nutella buddies or Bob Nutella tubbies, Nutella tubbies, and was the English? The English, the English, I think, could be good. Yeah, because we don't have to sue it. No one's gonna sue us for <laughs> yeah. it unless it exists already. Probably, yeah, it has to. We're not that smart. And then what was the last one? That was we, it. Oh, Scott's. Oh, Scott's. Worm the, we got to come with a fun the pun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Emily Moonlight is my uh, novel. It's about uh, a werewolf, a vampire, and a witch in modern day South Carolina uh, of sorts. On an island off the coast of South Carolina that may or may not actually exist. So anyway, read it. It's fun. I'm a Horror Nights fan. I wrote it. Not that it's about Horror Nights, but it's kind of a similar spirit. So uh, everybody on Amazon is giving it great reviews, and I appreciate it. If you have read it, please, I'd appreciate another. All the, those reviews help. You know, I'm an independent author now um, by choice. Uh, so those reviews mean a lot. So check out Emily Moonlight, my novella, Marrow, also my first horror story that I published. Is also available only in ebook form. So, and the Cats of the Castle is still available as well. Yeah, and for me, I do a bunch of other shows. WDW Today is our Disney podcast. Do Logan Secular Reprogram, which is a daily show. Uh, kind of goes over news, pop culture, politics. It's a lot of fun. Maybe a little bit different than what you're used to here. But join me on YouTube. Find me on youtube.com slash Logan Secular Reprogram. Or you can just type in Logan Secular. My channel pops up. Subscribe to that. Take a view. Take a view. How people say? Do sure. it. We Watch have, it. We're right there. Got great content on it. It's late, guys. It's late. I'm sorry. But this is how we end the show. As always, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan. See you.